Hey everybody, this is the Blind Rage Podcast, Homo Halloween Spooktacular. I was wondering if I was going to be able to get that right on the first try, and yay for me, because I did. And it is a homo spooktacular because we have three homos. We have me, and I started a show for the first time, I think, ever without saying my name. Hi, uh, my name is Brandon <laughs> Ford, and I'm an alcoholic. And we have Chucky Fanatic. Hi, Brandon. <laughs> we have Chucky Fanatic James. Say hi, James. Hello there, everybody. Good to be back on this very special episode that we have going. Very special. And we have the thunder from down under. Tony is back. Say hi, Tony. G'day, everyone. Lovely to be here again. Yeah. So are you guys all into the Halloween spirit? Leave your decorations up? Always. You don't have uh, <laughs> you don't have a lot of Halloween activity down under, Tony, so... Uh, it's becoming a bit bigger, but... Uh... We'll be having a party uh, on the weekend for it. Oh, good. There you go. So, a costume party, hopefully. Well, uh, <laughs> yes. Uh, I needed to up my costume from last year. Uh, I dressed up as Monica Zellis, if anyone knows who that is. Wow. And so this year it's another surprise. Well, color me curious. <laughs> um... <laughs> I think he told me, but I don't remember. Well, it, uh, <laughs> I have a bit of bad taste, but uh, Monica Sellis was a famous tennis player who got stabbed in the back on the court. Oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Well, so you can imagine how I dress. <laughs> yeah, well, that's, that's almost as bad as, as Bill Maher going as that guy who got killed by the that fish like two weeks after he died. Remember that? Uh, do you mean Steve Irwin? Steve Irwin, yeah. Oh. oh. <laughs> well, this was in... She survived, oh. so she didn't die. Okay, well, yeah. Well, this guy died. And he was an Aussie, too, wasn't yeah. he? Mm, he was beloved. Yeah. yeah. I still miss him. Mm. Well, mm. I know you're not talking about I still about have a Bill thing Mar. against stingrays, really. <laughs> you still have a what? I've still got an anger towards stingrays, really. Yes. <laughs> well, you have... Seriously. Well, Australia is very, very beautiful, and there are lots of beautiful, beautiful people, and as I've said so many times before, the best accent in the, wor- in the world. However, <laughs> there are way too many things down there that can and will kill you. Yeah. So you have to be... Makes it more fun. You have to be careful all the time. Um, so I've kept it mum uh, on what we're doing, what movie that we're doing, because it's such, it's such an unnerving film. It's uh, something that I really don't even like to think about or talk about or even revisit. Or I sit through in its entirety because I was that affected the first time I attempted to sit down and watch it. And um, But I'm putting my brave boots on because I have you guys here with me. So mm-hmm. I think it's going to... We'll get you I through think this. It'll, I think it'll be okay. And um, being that I am sort of a noob, being that I haven't seen it 
from front to back and you guys have what are what were your first uh, reactions to it let's start with you james um my brother and i saw this movie um years ago i think i was like 19 and we just got really high and he comes home with this movie and he's like james we're gonna watch this movie it's so famous you know for being infamous yeah exactly and i was like okay sure you know so we get in our marijuana induced state and we're watching this and we're just like oh my god you couldn't oh my god and then exactly exactly like what why how what just every single question that you want to ask is asked in this movie yeah Absolutely. And it it amazes me that there are people who have seen this movie a number of times. Yeah, it's gained a cult following, which is very shocking. It's very shocking because the movie itself is very, very shocking. Mm. I know I was definitely shocked. The direct... And to this day, the director is just so mysterious and nobody knows Mm, where he comes from or... Mm -mm. It's just like... Ah. All right. It's okay, a trip. Sarah, you're gonna Tony, <laughs> what was your, well, your reaction? I, well, I, I joined the cult. Oh. Um, I, I, <laughs> I saw this with my ex and a friend at the cinema a um, long, long time ago. And oh, I've seen some uh, scary movies in my days, but this one, it actually had me in tears. Oh, drinks no. I was just that affected by it. Oh, my goodness. Uh, but, uh, you know, on other viewings, uh, I've grown to appreciate other elements to it. Mm. It's, um, no, I'd say anyone should give it a go. Mm. I can't believe this actually brought you to tears. Mm, mm. I had to like cover my eyes oh. at, some st- at some points. You're more sensitive than I thought you were. Mm. But that's so cute. But, you know, <laughs> I think, I think you have to have a strong mind, a strong will, and a strong stomach to be able to get through this. Do you agree? Yes. Definitely. It's not Yeah, there are the certain scenes, yeah. No, not for the faint of heart. I think it's, that's the best way to poss- we could possibly put it. So, for those of you listening, I'm going to string you along a few more minutes before I reveal <laughs> or unveil the title because we have to get the plugs out of the way. So, as always, I want to encourage everybody to check out my books in paperback and Kindle editions by going to Amazon.com or the Amazon app on your smartphone, typing in Brandon Ford, and you'll find, like I said, my titles in paperback and Kindle editions, as well as my Amazon author page. You can also click follow to get email notifications whenever I have a new release. You can, if you don't already... Please follow me on Instagram at writer Brandon Ford. I skipped Audible. I have audio audiobooks as well. For those of you who don't like paper, um, or think Sacrilege. I know, or think book, books <laughs> take up space. You're like you know one of those people. Blast. Um, I know. Well, or if you're visually impaired like myself, um, audiobooks have saved me. So. Of course, I have a number of titles on Audible. And at this time, I have one... At the time of this recording, I have one in production. 
So, yeah, you can go to audible.com or the Audible app and type in Brandon Ford and you'll find 10 of my titles right now. I don't know why I never promoted this before, probably because Audible isn't paying me. But if you sign up with an Audible account, I don't know, they 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 uh, they waver sometimes. Sometimes it's one free download and sometimes it's two. When I first signed up, it was two free downloads. So you could get two free books if you sign up and you don't even have to keep your membership going you could you know you could just um pick out a book hopefully one of mine and you can keep it and then you can discontinue your membership um so there's that and also yeah yeah free books free books that's always Mm -hmm. good uh and free in general is always good especially when it's some ass um and because some of us are not lucky enough you know like you two we have to pay for it. No judgment. <laughs> Are you talking sexually? <laughs> Brandon, you do you. If that means what you that means you gotta pay for it, hey. Well of course I have to pay for it. Jesus Christ, I'm a mess. Um yeah, so also um you can follow me on Twitter. I mentioned my Instagram handle already, but I'll, I'll do it again just in case you missed it. Uh, uh, Instagram at Brandon Ford. Twitter, Brandon Ford. Letterboxd, Brandon Ford. Tony at Tony underscore the underscore bear on letter, Letterboxd. And um, please do not forget to rate, review, and subscribe. Um, it only takes a couple of seconds to leave a star rating. That's most appreciated. And I don't know whoever it was who left me that very, very nice review. Um, but I want to say thank you to whoever you are. It was very nice. And I was pleased to have found it. I hope I'll get some more of those. And last but not least, if you have any questions, comments, concerns, suggestions, recommendations for movies you'd like me to do with tony or james or the three of us together if you like this uh, setup that we have here uh, and you would like to see hear some more you know please let us know um we are here for you yes absolutely (laughs) and um i'm a little nervous now because i'm gonna have to say the name and I don't want to do that. Say the name. I, say the I name. don't. I don't want say to. But I name. guess it's because it's my show. I, I, I have to do it. Patient. Oh God. <laughs> I would bite. Okay, wait I for would, it. You gotta have the build. Up. I wish I had a. I wish I had a drum roll, or at least the uh, the uh, the the knowledge to know how to edit one in. Uh, I'm working on it. All right. Um, <laughs> But my keyboard's in the other room, so. Mm. Well, Jesus, that would have been worth knowing. I know. I suck at life. I apologize. I'm trying. (laughs) Okay. All right. Here we go. I'm. I'm just. I'm just gonna say it. This is. I'm just gonna. I'm just gonna say it. Hold on to your vaginas, everyone, because we are doing the room. Dun, dun, dun. One of the most terrifying films 
ever made. And I don't know where you can stream it because ever so eccentric Tommy Wiseau has made it so that you have to get it from him directly. I don't think it's on any of the streaming services. I I could be wrong. Um, I don't think it's on Prime. I don't think it's anywhere. I think you literally have to buy the Blu-ray or the DVD from either from Wizzo Films or I think it's on Amazon. Might be. Yes, it is. Yeah. So you. I bought my Blu-ray from Amazon. You bought this thing. Yes, I'm part of the cult. Oh Jesus Christ! <laughs> oh Tony, how did they recruit you? <laughs> Well, I'm, I am ordinarily... <laughs> it was I, that dimply ass. <laughs> ordinarily, I don't... Sorry. Ordinarily, I don't encourage piracy, but I'm proud to say that I copied mine. My <laughs> DVD, way back when I had Netflix DVDs, I copied the DVD. So uploaded it to my computer. And that's the version that we're watching, and I'm sure that's the only version that there is out there because this is, this is so terrifying that it is unrated. Mm. <laughs> Sorry, somebody had to do a ghosty voice. Unless is it is it rated in Australia, Tony? Uh, I think it's just M rated. Like it's so you're a PG thirteen. Really? Like yeah, like mature audiences or something. Yes. Yeah. Don't even try to wrap your brain around the rating system, James, <laughs> because I've he's explained it to me like three times, and I still have no idea. Hey, I like trying to learn new things. Um, <laughs> but, uh, um, yeah, I don't... Th- so does that... Can you get that uh, rating without actually paying for certification, Tony? Um, I think when it wants to get distributed in Australia, it needs to go through the um, classification board mm. and they have to... Um, Check out the movie. I don't know if I don't know if you have to pay for it or anything, but oh, yeah, you can't watch unrated movies in Australia because oh. you need to have a rating on it to have it viewable. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the only, you can have something that's exempt from classification, and that's stuff like um, like exercise videos or uh, um, birthing videos. Oh. You know, stuff where it's you know, uh, gory, but for purpose, like <laughs> not gory, but like uh, where you see vag full on, but it's for a well, who the hell would buy that? Purpose. But um, yeah, for for uh, classification here from the MPAA, you have to pay for that. I don't think that you have to. Really? Yeah. Last I heard, it went up to ten thousand. I think. Okay. Um, so yeah. And, um, in order to get that rating, you have to make all the cuts that they demand that they demand. And (laughs) I can only imagine, do you think this would have gotten an NC 17? For this one, if some of the shots had gone on a little longer, probably. I don't know. Um, but yeah, you can if you want a rating. Yeah, you have you have to you have to pay for it. But if you want to distribute your own movie and like sell it independently uh, via your website, like a DVD, you can do that. 
which is, I okay. think, that's that's how Tommy Wiseau has been getting away with it. And he has Wiseau underwear and a whole kind, all like Wiseau um, accessories, I, jeans, and you can buy Wiseau sneakers. <laughs> you can get all Wiseau'd out. I'm sure there's probably Wiseau hair dye. Um. No, you can just buy his scalp. He sells his scalp online. Probably some of his tacky leather jackets <laughs> or his um, cargo pants. Um, all right. Oh my goodness. Okay. <laughs> so I think um, I think we should get started. Get this abomination started. And we should all. I think yes. we should all hold hands in spirit <laughs> because we're going to need support from one another, and. Have either of you seen The Disaster Artist? Yes. Yes. Well, I've seen it a couple of times. I don't really like it that much because it takes a little too many artistic liberties. um, Because the book is very, very different. And the book is really, really good. And Mm -hmm. there's a lot of stuff that that they changed and tweaked for the movie, I guess both for um, for uh, for uh, timing and to make things seem a little more interesting than they were. But as they come up or whatever, I'll I'll pick some things out. But yeah, that's good trivia. So um, I like the disaster artists. I mean. I know it wasn't anything groundbreaking, but I mean, for sheer entertainment and laughability. Well, I mean, the side-by-side comparisons from the actual movie to the uh, their reiteration or iteration of the movie was mm. pretty good. And I think that, yeah. um, um, what the fuck is his name? Um, James, James, Franco. James Franco did a really good job. Isn't he short, though? I think so. Because <laughs> Tommy Wiseau was like like six two or six three or something like that. Thanks. So well, yeah, I think he might be like five, between five six and five eight. James Franco. All right. So anyway, uh, if you're watching along, I uh, hope you have a digital copy or a DVD copy, or if you want to just listen to this mess and us do the commentary, you can do that. And um, there's also lots of reviews on YouTube. There's those mm-hmm. and clips. <laughs> yes. Um, so, yeah, don't subject yourself. No. Unless you really want to for torture. Mm-hmm. So, as always, you're going to begin with a three count. So, we're going to be doing three, two, one, and then uh, starting the movie on play. So, God help us. Are you ready? Yes. Okay. So, mm-hmm. happy Halloween, motherfucker! Oh no, Ooh. I should have did the trick or treat, motherfucker, <laughs> from um, oh, Lord <laughs> Halloween Resurrection. That would have been a good one. Fuck! Pull a Buster. I should have. <laughs> we'll see I sh- now. No, he, now I ruined the moment. No, I can't ask ah. Mike to do that. He already does way too much. No. Um, but that would have been good—a three, two, one, trick or treat, motherfucker. But it would have been too long. <laughs> All right, <laughs> here we go. Three, two, 
one. Trick or treat, motherfucker. Trick or treat, motherfuckers. <laughs> okay, that was a little too white. And you're not even that white. <laughs> I know, I'm Mexican. That's why it's funny. <laughs> that was very, a little, little, little uh, Andy Barkley, though, I kind of must say. All right, listen to this. Yeah, well, thank listen you. Listen to this dramatic music, like we're watching like a period piece or something. <laughs> oh, I and like I the piano. Think got to, yeah. <laughs> we didn't get to see both of the production logos come up. Oh, no. Well, one came up, but I didn't notice the other one, so. Oh. The room. So dramatic. Um. I know, shots of San Francisco Bay and docks. <laughs> and it's not even shot in San Francisco. Mmm. Alcatraz. No. It's very symbolic. No, it was shot in a, um, a soundstage in L.A. Los Angeles, yeah. And then, oh. yeah, and then they went, it was so, it's so funny though, on the, um, on the commentary for the disaster artist, it's it's uh, James Franco, Tommy Wiseau, and um, Greg Sestero. And James and Tommy do a lot of the talking. And, um, you know, James brings up, why are all these, all these shots of San Francisco if the movie uh, is wasn't shot there, doesn't take place there? And, um, or why didn't you shoot there? <laughs> And um, Tommy goes, well, all of my crew is in Los Angeles. I had this guy. I had this guy. I had this guy. And James literally, literally goes, well, you could have hired a crew in San Francisco. <laughs> um, yeah, that would only it make It would sense. have made sense. But we're talking about somebody who had absolutely no idea what the fuck they were doing when they made this movie. Yeah. Which cost an estimated $6 million. Mm-hmm. Wasn't it filmed twice, like on different formats? Um, it was filmed in, yes, it was filmed. It was the first film. Oh, God. It was the first film to be shot in both HD and 35 millimeter. Yeah. Really? Mm -hmm. And yeah, that that's that was a big that was a big thing that he wanted for this movie. Um and they were cuz HD was pretty new. This was shot in 2002. Mm -hmm. And HD people were a lot of people still didn't know how to do it. And some of the people behind the scenes were like, you know, it's going to be really, really expensive, not only to get the uh, cameras, rent the cameras, but to find people who know how to use them. And he's like, oh, no, I'm buying everything. So he <laughs> yes. bought all of his own equipment. Must be nice. Yeah, he bought everything. Even the people at the fucking distributor were like, what? Because nobody, nobody buys Cameras. Yeah, seriously, for in LA, like you rent everything. Yeah. Wow. Look at you. That's fantastic. <laughs> know, but, like, oh, God. I thought, I don't know. I just picture, I always imagine Tommy Wiseau as just like this a hermit shut in, you know, like only working on his things. And the fact that I'm hearing that he did a commentary for the disaster artist, it's pretty mind boggling. Well, he had to make yeah. himself front and center. Well, like course. he did when um, James Franco won. What did he win? A, a Golden Globe? 
did he? Or, I know he was nominated. I think he um, did win. I think. Yeah. And then Tommy Wiseau tried to hijack the uh, acceptance speech, and didn't James like push him like, uh, "Not today, buddy." <laughs> He like pushed him away from the <laughs> from the mic because Tommy was like seriously trying to steal his thunder. I was trying to con oh, the event. What a punk! Now I will say that because I'm an aspiring uh, scriptwriter, this movie gives me some phobia that I'm sure he believed he was writing something excellent. Oh, he did. He absolutely. <laughs> and and did. I could imagine thinking I've written something wonderful. <laughs> And then having an audience just laugh at my face once it comes out. <laughs> he he absolutely did think that he was writing something wonderful. He thought that he was going to win an Academy Award. He thought that he, the he, movie was going to win. He just had such a high opinion of himself that he just thought that what he was making was pure gold. Like he wasn't open to any kind of criticism at all. I think that people... He knew... Especially Greg, because he and Greg were friends for like four years. Um, Greg, in the book, he said when he read it, it was like, oh, this is completely nonsensical. (laughs) Um, And but when he told them, because Tommy made him read it in front of him, they were sitting Mm -hmm. in chairs directly across from each other and tom tommy watched him with intent while he was reading the script from front to back and as soon as he finished what did you think oh, and I didn't get his bearings. Yeah, greg was just like oh it was it was great i loved it and because he thought that nothing is going to come of this this is just going to be another one of his ridiculous you know brain farts mm-hmm. it's yeah and he made sure he, that he had to tell Greg that it was copyrighted three times. <laughs> there were three different copyrights and uh, logos on the screenplay. Oh my! And he waved his finger but in, in, his face in talking and said, about just, how no one said. <laughs> sorry, in saying how nobody um, stopped him from going ahead when you're because he was the producer. I guess there was no one higher above him to say. No, you shouldn't do this. Well, yeah. Um, I can't remember his name, uh, but he's the guy <laughs> who Seth Rogen played in the movie. Um, yeah. Uh, but he he worked on a lot of different. He's he's older than Seth Rogen was the character or the the real guy. He's he's a bit older. He worked on a lot of movies, and he rewrote the script partially to make it more coherent and yeah. every time he changed a line Tommy was like no 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 and then he he was like I have to change this because the way you have it written it makes no sense nobody's going to understand yeah. what you're trying to say um, because all of the characters spoke in Tommy's voice nobody had an individual voice yeah. every character in the movie is Tommy and Greg said that he has a strong feeling that every line in the script were <laughs> things that people said to him at some point in his life. Everything. Because he knew That's Tommy really just... well. <laughs> Sorry. I'm this sure is... you're laughing at the second. Where I had yeah. to cover my eyes. <laughs> 
Oh, don't do that. The sex you'll, scene. You'll miss his little ball sack. <laughs> that was funny in the disaster. I was like, does he know where her vagina yeah. is? Yeah, and that's exactly what happened in, the, in when they were filming. He was fucking her navel. Hmm. I'm sure she was barely turned on by that. <laughs> she, oh. I think she would prefer it. <laughs> She was very, very uncomfortable. This girl who plays, um, I think Lisa is her name. Yes. Yes. Yeah. And Greg um, said that she was one of the nicest people to work with on the movie. Um, mm-hmm. And <laughs> so he felt really bad because Tommy made her cry. <sighs> So in the disaster artist, like, was all of that true? Just like him, just kind of like getting more and more pissy towards everybody. Yes. Yes. Only it was worse. He (laughs) fired the entire crew three times. Oh my goodness! Except for the 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 Seth Rogen character, who's I can't remember the guy's name. But um, I think he kept him on he on board because um he was he knew what he was doing more than most people but yeah he he had three different crews and what's really really what i think really (laughs) makes the book something to check out is what a lot of people didn't who was working who were working on the movie didn't know was that tommy was making his own documentary about the making of the movie so he had this young kid walking around with a camera all day long filming everything filming everything that everybody was saying about him behind his back and then showing him the tapes at the end of the day and he would stay up all (laughs) night watching the tapes and then during one of the confrontations he pointed at people and said and you you said this and this and this about me and you you think i have this and this and this he was completely out of his fucking mind yeah but why i think it's so interesting to read the book is because a lot of what is in it as far as the dialogue between the cast and crew is word for word what is on those tapes so it's it's the closest thing to a nonfiction book that you can get. Yeah. It's not, it's not a reinterpretation. It's real. And this poor woman. (laughs) Well, at least she survived her cancer. Yeah, because it never came back again. Or it was never (laughs) mentioned again. It never gets brought up again. (laughs) Um, no, I'm I'm saying poor her because she had a. Uh, I think it's in the movie, isn't it, where she passes out? Yeah, she had like a yeah. heat stroke yeah. or something. Because they were in this space with no air conditioning, and that was one of the and reasons when- why the I think the crew quit. Um, yeah. So everybody walked out because it wasn't it wasn't safe to be filming like that all day. And um, no, under those lights, no ventilation. And wasn't he like not giving them breaks no, at all? No water. Um, no breaks, no air conditioning. And 
he kept saying, everybody kept saying, where's the AC? Where's the AC? And he would say, oh, I called the such and such and they don't have any. <laughs> They're out. They're completely out. And one guy called him on his bullshit and said, where did you call? And he gave him a name and he said, oh, really? Well, I just called them. And they said they had several ACs for rent. So I'm <laughs> done now. Bye. Yeah, fuck. Yeah, that. he would lie. He was a pathological liar, and he would get caught a lot because he wasn't good at it. Yes. <laughs> so you spend six million dollars to make a for a film budget, but you won't spend a couple thousand for mm -mm. air conditioners that can keep people alive. No, mm. but he would. He did spend a couple thousand for his own private bathroom. He could have paid his documentarian to just fan people down. Uh, I would like to know what that documentarian got paid. Right? Now, in, um, <laughs> in going with the film, it's now after 12, so I've bought myself some scotchka. Oh, God. <laughs> Tony needs alcohol to get through these commentaries because I know how exhausting I can be, James. I think you can attest to that. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> oh, no, but I was... Uh, it's heavens, no. <laughs> I was saying... But for this movie, Tony, yeah, I you think need you it. do. Yes. Um, and if I did drink, please, <laughs> I'd be three sheets by now. But um, no, I was saying about the girl who played Lisa. Um, she had a a shirt that was like backless or showed a good portion of her back, and mm -hmm. she had zits on her back. And he made a big <laughs> spectacle of it and brought the makeup artist made a big sweeping gesture across her back. This, I want this gone <laughs> in front of oh, everybody. Shit. Yeah, and she started- Just build up her insecurities even further. Yeah, she she cried, the poor thing. Oh, that's terrible. Nothing wrong with a bit of back knee. Mm. <laughs> Okay, he just needs a haircut and he'd be really hot. Uh, are, are you out of your mind? Mark. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, I guess I should have specified, shouldn't I? <laughs> yeah, a little bit. Yeah, he didn't want to do this. This is this is um, his sex scene, right? Yeah, <laughs> on the stairs. Yeah, um, Greg Sestero didn't want to do, didn't want to do a sex scene. Really? Yeah, he said the only reason he agreed to do it was if he kept his pants on. That was the only way he would do it. Lame. Mm. So a bit of dry humping. <laughs> Lisa, you slut. <laughs> um... Well, I mean, can you? No one can blame her. I mean, the guy fucks her belly button. <laughs> Although I was a bit like um, disappointed when he shaved his beard off. I did like him with his beard on. 
Well, um, it was Tommy's idea for him to shave the beard, and he had his documentarian film him in the bathroom shaving it, <laughs> and he wanted to make it like God. this big dramatic thing, and he was like instructing him how to drag the razor. What? And where to look. Okay, the more I'm hearing, it's he's a bit of a creeper and somewhat of a stalker. Mm. Not all stalkery. Um It's like I'm gonna be in your life. This is how you're gonna do it. This is how you're gonna have your living room set. This is how you're gonna have your curtains. This is how I want your hair. You're it's you're, like an S and M relationship, much, but without all the fun. Pretty much on the mark, so to speak. <laughs> But um, yeah, you're you're on point there. That's ex that's exactly the way it was. And they could have called it directing with the enemy. Oh, <laughs> yeah, it's an S and M relationship, but without all the fun. And I don't know if you guys know this, but Greg Sestero did have one acting credit in a movie before this as a stand-in. Well, he did he did do stand-in work. He wasn't he was extra. He was. He did do extra work. He was in like um, Nash Bridges and um, um, that movie with Robin Williams where he was the the, uh, the he made the kids laugh. Uh, what the fuck was that movie? Uh, Patch Adams. Patch Adams. Patch Adams. Yeah, he was yeah. in that. But he actually had he actually had a speaking role in a movie. Do you know what that was? Um, no. He was in Retro Puppet Master. Oh, okay. I didn't see that one. <laughs> Neither did I. But that was like his, what he thought was his big breakout or going to be his big breakout. And Tommy was incredibly, mm. incredibly jealous. And um, <laughs> they shot that in Romania. And I believe. Oh, where Tommy's from? We don't know where Tommy's from. <laughs> Oh, well, you know what's interesting? Tommy speaks fluent French. Um, Greg's mother is uh, from France. I don't. I think his father's Jewish or something. I don't know what his father is. Mm -hmm. um, but uh, I think Greg assumed that Tommy was was French, and he introduced um, he introduced. Tommy to his mother and they exchanged a few words and then Tommy walked away and Greg's mother was like I don't know what that guy is but he is not French <laughs> um, but yeah um, from what I remember from the book they Full Moon had sent him his check for the movie which I would imagine wasn't that much and so Greg was renting Tommy's Los Angeles apartment during this time. And so mm -hmm. Tommy would come and go and to get his mail and stuff. Greg gets home, finds his check has been opened. He was not too happy. He called Tommy furious. And whenever Tommy got called on some bullshit, he would act like you were overreacting. He would always say, my God, like, uh, what is wrong? What's your problem? Yeah. I'm sorry, my God. 
Yeah, Greg was the Jeez. asshole because he was pissed off that Tommy looked at took a Perfect. took a peek into his finances. Yeah. Oh, so he didn't. Take no, he didn't it, take it. He, he just looked at it. it. He, just he didn't. Okay. Oh no, he. But he still, didn't like, need, that's a massive invasion of privacy. No, he didn't need. Yeah, he's got a right to be pissed. He didn't off. need the money, yeah, and, then, and then to guess, he just wanted to know upset about him. what Greg got for it because mm-hmm. he was so envious yeah. of it. Oh, and yeah. another peek into um, Tommy's uh, hysteria about um, about uh, trying to be an actor. He couldn't lose his accent, or he and he tried very, very hard. And I think it was Greg's modicum of success that led him to believe maybe if I adopt Greg's accent. So whenever Greg would go to San Francisco, back to because it's where his, his parents, his family lived, and they would call, Tommy would record every conversation and would listen to them Creepy. over and over again. And Greg knew he was recording because Tommy would always go, I'm listening. Oh, God. <laughs> and that that means he's recording. So when Greg got wind of it, wind of it, he would just hang up. That's just so fucking creepy. And the tape recorder that you see in the movie, that's the tape recorder that he used to record the conversations. <laughs> I remember seeing that scene and thinking that could never work. It doesn't. <laughs> Obviously it, it does. does. And that it doesn't. It wouldn't work. And that's what everybody was telling Tommy when they were making the movie. But he wouldn't listen. He would say, this is the way we're doing it and that's it. Oh, Lord. You know, I never understood who this kid is. <laughs> You're not the only one. You're not the only one. Um, you know, is he a neighbor? Is he a I don't know. Neighbor? Is he a little brother of somebody? Even, is he a cousin? Is he a nephew? He doesn't even know. He didn't even know. He's just there. Yeah. And he was like, I think, uh, 25 or 26. But he was supposed to be like mm. 17 or 18. Or maybe maybe a little yeah. bit younger because he looked he looked younger. I'm trying to have a three way with Johnny and Lisa. <laughs> uh, <laughs> the beginning scene where they're horsing around. And he goes, two is great, but three is a crowd." Listen. <laughs> <laughs> um. Nah. There is another part that I... <laughs> within three months. <laughs> Uh-huh. Yeah, some of that Tommy was so award-winning acting right See, there. See, that's that's what the whole movie is basically about: is that everybody he knows and loves and trusts has betrayed his trust and is plotting on him, and because that's the way he thought in real life. He didn't trust anybody. Greg was one of the few mm. people he actually let in, and even then. It seems like you kind of push the boundaries. Even then, a little bit. there's a lot of stuff Greg doesn't know. Still. Yeah. 
Greg um, doesn't say <laughs> in the book, um, but when Tommy was out, he left. This sounds like like um, like ship to shore music. Yeah, it sounds like public <laughs> domain shit. But um, <laughs> when Tommy was out, he left some. Here we go. He left some official documentation out that had all of his information on it, his his birthday and everything. So Greg did ultimately find out how old he was at the time, but he doesn't say it in the book. Wow. It's cool that he knows. He though. knows, yeah. And I'm calling bullshit. There's no way that bottle would be that full after she just poured two massive drinks. Oh, but it's half scotch as well. Yeah, but she still poured a fair <laughs> amount of vodka in there. <laughs> it tastes terrible, by the way. <laughs> I've only tried scotch once. Oh, I'm, really I'm a big smooth. scotch fan. But, mm. Yeah? Mm, mm. I, I drink all of my drinks neat. <laughs> I just prefer it. Nice. Well, Zoo, if you can talk shop about that, because... <laughs> yeah, I think I'll probably get into scotches a little later in my life. What are you currently into? Right now, I'm, I'm mostly just a beer drinker, but my liquor of choice is uh, vodka. Mm -hmm. I uh, used very... to be a big vodka drinker, and then um, <laughs> I... Went to a party after work, and to catch up with everyone, I had a tumbler of it, and I ended oh up my. leaving it almost right away. And I sort of struggled to drink vodka after that. That is a lot. I like it in a black Russian. So, James, are you moving around in your chair? No. I mean, I'm trying to keep it to a minimal, but Marnie's right next to me breathing. So I do apologize for any of that. This is what, the fourth sex scene? Yes, but it's a repeat uh, of the first one. At least. Yeah, yeah, that's right. Yeah, <laughs> they, um, yeah, because they, he wanted the first one to be like six or seven minutes. <laughs> and they were like, no, you can't do that. So they cut it in half. So this is the other half. And still with the rose, still with the candles. Yeah. Mm. Yep. And still pork in the navel. Mm hmm. <laughs> yeah. He talks about that in the book. It's like almost beat for beat, the exact same thing. <laughs> oh my God, his moaning is, is just making my penis <laughs> shrivel up and go up inside my body. <laughs> Never to be seen Good again. God, I'm a woman. <laughs> You're Caitlyn Jennering. That song was very Backstreet Boys. <laughs> oh my god. Whenever I watch this at the cinema, I always sing to the last song that was on about the rose. <laughs> it just goes on and on. Oh, you poor thing. Greg says, well, Greg is, is not deluded about his performance. I mean, he knows, he knows he's bad in the movie. Um, he says he thinks that the um, 
The best perf actor in the movie is the guy who plays Chris R. Because he really committed. And they do that. They show that in the movie. Because Zac Efron plays him in the movie. Um, oh, the uh, the gangster. Yeah. Yeah. Like yeah. in the movie, um, like he's like shadow boxing in the parking lot and cursing. He really did that to get yeah, himself amped cool. up. There's some scenes that are supposed to take place in the alley, but fucking, <laughs> he made them build the alley on the roof and mm. everybody, including the complete cast and crew and Greg said, um, we have an alley right there. Why? <laughs> Why spend the money? Why spend the But no, he had to have them build the alley on the roof just because. Oh my god. And you know how <laughs> this is just like, you know, you know, um fucking it's it's people like the layman no who have never even thought about making a film or have no idea how films are made it's just common knowledge that if you're going to use a certain location you shoot all of the scenes in that location in one day mm -hmm. no not tommy he had them take down that alley and rebuild it <laughs> like three times Oh my goodness! It just kind of seems like everyone treats him like a a rich two year old. Oh, just l let him do his thing. Just leave him, mm. leave him be, and he'll be happy. Well, he was willing to pay for them to do whatever, but then he pitched a hissy fit when somebody from the um, the set department uh, presented him with a bill for nails. <laughs> I'm not paying for these nails. Nails don't call this cost as much. <laughs> it's like nails, they're three ninety nine a box. And this scene just comes out of nowhere. <laughs> like, yeah, who these are people, people suddenly going into their house? <laughs> well, great. Seriously, who are these people? I don't know. I think they're just friends of Tommy and um, his girlfriend, Tommy Lisa. Tommy and Lisa. To be honest with you, I don't even think I ever got this far into the movie. I wasn't <laughs> kidding. They show up again at the party. So. I wasn't kidding when I said I never made it through this entire thing. Hello? <laughs> Lord. Um... <laughs> And so they just use their house as a sex house? Yeah. I don't, I don't even remember if this scene is even talked about in the book. <laughs> I'm using whatever I remember. Oh, from well, Greg's not in it. So, yeah. 
I'm using what I remember from the book we're never gonna see again. to follow. I don't want to use the word plot, um, but to to follow what resembles a story. <laughs> um, the unfortunate sequence somewhat. of events. Yeah, there's that. Oh, you know what I was going to say? <laughs> God. Was Greg had this suspicion that, because if you look, everybody's like 20, except for the mother. Everybody's like at least 20, 25 years younger than Tommy. And it makes no sense okay. that he's surrounded by all these young people. Mm. And Greg always had this suspicion that Tommy really wanted to be that younger that young and he was envious of the actors um it wasn't like he saw himself as a father figure <laughs> um but he he kind of wanted this lifestyle when he was that age but he couldn't because he was there's a there's kind of a, a loose story that's pieced together about where he came from and what he had to do it basically to survive. Um when he, in the book? In the, the book. book. Yeah. Okay. Uh, um but yeah, when he was this age, you know, he was like living on the streets and supposedly and um and uh, working in, uh, like, busing in bars. and There is some suggestion that he was a, a hustler. Um, I thought it was, an, like, an importer-exporter type of thing. Well, he said that he made all of his money importing those little birds that you can throw in a circle and they come back to you. Oh, okay. Hmm. That's where he says all his, his, I don't, I, and I don't, it's, it's, it's a lot of money. I don't know how much he has, but the $6 million that this movie cost was a pittance. See, wasn't this rooftop scene, scene, uh, filmed with a green screen around it? Yeah. Yeah, because yeah. yeah, this you can totally tell. Oh yeah, they said the green, this green, the green screen shit. Because people, they didn't know how to do the green screen. These people, they weren't hired to do green screen. <laughs> <laughs> but I don't know why when there's plenty of good buildings in Los Angeles to shoot on. I'm surprised no one's wearing green. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> Some money for drugs. <laughs> Canadian dollars. He's going to jail. What? <laughs> Shut up, old lady. Mm. 
<laughs> oh my god, he sounds like Chris Crockers. <laughs> I'm just waiting, waiting for him to scream, Leave Britney alone! <laughs> <laughs> you never buy drugs on credit, you always buy with cash. That way you don't owe anybody anything. He's <laughs> my visa. What the fuck are you talking about? <laughs> Yeah, seriously. Nowadays, Venmo. You can Venmo your dealers. Yeah, I thought that was funny that they did that in um in uh, Thirteen Reasons Why the rich kids they were buying um they were using Apple Pay to buy drugs. Not surprising. <laughs> I need to check that show out. Oh God, it's good, but huh, it's rough. But, it is but, rough. Yeah, that's what I've heard. Somebody, it's them trying to solve somebody who's committed suicide, right? Or the first season. I know there's a suicide involved. Well, the first season, it's um, the girl who kills herself um, makes thirteen cassette tapes, and they're all mm-hmm. they're they're all about each individual person who. Um, led her down this this path to where she wanted to kill herself but yeah. there was one main person and um that's dark you don't find out who that who that main person was until the last episode but then they continue the character it's based on a young adult book mm-hmm. yeah um but then in the seasons that follow they continue on with the characters and it gets it gets a lot darker oh yeah <laughs> I couldn't see the fucking thing. I had I had an audio described and I was like uh. and during the <laughs> like the last episode I just about had a nervous breakdown because it's so fucking sad. Mm. Wow. Well, if if it's a show about 13 reasons why someone's killed themselves then I'd imagine yeah that they're all going to be very depressing. Well, just the reasons. first season is right. just the first season is, but a little, but there's some other conflict with the characters, and there's more characters yeah. who are introduced. There's some gay bashing stuff, and it's it's really it's really rough. <laughs> Oh God! Scary scene. Tommy's wearing those pants that turn into shorts. <laughs> the scene. Um, what is he got the uh, cargo pants on right now? Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. That that was his wardrobe. <laughs> they had a wardrobe person, but he refused. Oh, and he wore the double belts. That's yes. Because what? yeah, he wore double belts because he liked the way the second belt, or he says he thought, lifted his ass, and he said it <laughs> it felt good. So yeah, he would wear two belts, and he would stuff his I thought- pockets with everything, like fucking moisturizer, um, hair ties, combs, cash. I thought the two belts might have been a Jessica Simpson reference. No, he thought it lifted his ass. I don't know. I don't know if it did, but 
And he was doing that before they even made the movie. He used to go out in public. Such a weirdo. Greg used to go out in public with him looking like that. So, um, but yeah, he, he, the, his big thing was he was often four to six hours late, like every single day. And a lot of the time people would just be sitting around like playing cards and then he would come up and scream at everybody, like, what are you sitting around for? I'm paying you to do this and this and this. Meanwhile, he's six hours late. <laughs> um, but yeah, he came to the set and said, I'm, re- I'm ready to shoot, you know, because when Her Majesty is ready to shoot, it's time to shoot. And the costume... It's like a Madonna concert. <laughs> the costumes... <laughs> I'm joking. Lady said that um, we got to get you into wardrobe. I'm wearing my wardrobe. But you can't, you can't wear that. It's got too much stuff. It, could you empty the pockets? No. <laughs> can you? Can I at least take a Polaroid for continuity? No. God, such a child. I mean, it's one thing, you know, to have things done a particular way, but. Jeez. Well, there's people who are artists. You know, they're eccentric because they're talented. He's mm. not. Did you just call him talented? No, I was saying he's exempt. <laughs> <laughs> he is exempt. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. There's a. I think this is the scene where. Um. Oh no! This isn't this isn't the scene. So I was just looking at his face. I was thinking he could play Freddy Krueger without the makeup. Well, he was in a he was yeah. in a car wreck. Oh, he does look a bit Burns victimy. <laughs> yeah, a little on the right side. There's like little little bits and pieces about his past that are that's in the, that's in the book and. Um, in one, there's one moment where Greg finds a picture of him when he was maybe ten years younger, <laughs> and he looked like a totally different person. Okay. Wow. So it could very much be like a film where he's trying to recreate a moment in his life where um, he went one path, and now this is the other path he wishes to gone down. Isn't that hopeful music? Now everything's going to be okay. Mm-hmm. Um. But there's a there's a scene I thought I thought that was it when he and Mark are talking and Mark tells him the story about a girl who gets beaten to death that she has to go to a hospital. Oh, we just finished that scene. Yeah, <laughs> we, I, we and it's a great story. <laughs> I missed it. Yeah, yeah. Oh. oh, and he starts laughing and says that that's a great story, Mark. <laughs> well, in the um, when they did it. Um, they had to do it over and over and over and over and over again because mm. the Seth Rogen character guy, I wish I could remember his name, but he kept saying, this is, you can't, why are you laughing? That's not proper emotion. He's telling you a story about a girl who was hospitalized because she was beaten within an inch of her life by her boyfriend and you're laughing. He didn't, he didn't understand it. He didn't understand. So they had to keep doing it. And then during one of the takes, 
and it's in the movie. Um, Greg says that he beat her so bad that she had to be taken to a hospital on such and such street. He added the street that wasn't in the script. <laughs> and the street was the street that was where Tom, one of Tommy's apartments was. And oh. when they called cut, Tommy freaked the fuck out because he didn't want anybody knowing anything about him. And he thought that, you know, because Greg said that everybody was going to like fucking, you know, be able to write a book about his entire life. Mm-hmm. And, um, um, Greg was just like, don't even worry about it. Nobody noticed, nobody cares. And it was like one of 600 takes. It's probably not even going to end up in the movie. Right. Funnily enough, that was the only usable take because every <laughs> single other one had like distortion. The sound went out. There was wind. So, there was something wrong with all of them except for that one. Oh, the irony. I think he had an apartment there or it was either where his store was. He had a store called um, Street Fashions that sold, that was never open (laughs) and had like knockoff Jordash jeans in the windows. And he claimed that's where his money came from, part of his money. Ah, bullshit. And was this in this was in no this was in um um San Francisco. Ah, Okay. And I think that is the that's the one scene that they film in San Francisco um because it's on a roof and they're on the roof of that of that building where that store was Street Fashions. Mm -hmm. Oh God. Clingy much? <laughs> clap, 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 clap. Oh my God. <laughs> uh, he was a big, a big um, James Dean fan. That's where that line came from. Yes. <laughs> Is that why he was a James Franco fan, as well as? I think James Franco approached him. <laughs> oh, I thought I heard a long time ago that. He was asked, oh, who would you like to play you? And he said someone like Brad Pitt or James Franco. <laughs> I think that that might have been um, before the disaster artists came together. Mm. But I think that um, I think that James Franco wanted wanted to wanted to um, put the movie together because I'm pretty sure he's he's one of the executive producers. Yeah, yeah. Um, he's um, well, and the director. James Franco is starting to focus a little more on the production side than actually acting as of late. Did he ever? Was mm. <laughs> <laughs> well, I, I forced myself to watch Spring Breakers the other day because I've been wanting to watch it for a long time, and <laughs> it wasn't that. Good. I didn't like it. I I haven't. I, seen it. I yeah, didn't I didn't like want it. To. 
<laughs> a lot of people really, really loved it. I didn't. I, huh. That was well, I, a Larry Clark. It had a lot movie, of things in it, it, but I, no, it was Her, Hermione. Oh uh, yeah, 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 yeah. Harmony. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, I just found it a bit boring in the end. It was just like it had a lot of elements that were exciting, but it, I just found it a boring movie. Mm. Yeah, a friend of mine saw it. She said it gave her a headache. Oh, okay. I can see that. <laughs> oh, is this the is this the alleyway that they had to recreate? Probably. <laughs> As you can tell by that fake window that's in every alley <laughs> that's ever been built in movies. <laughs> it's like that silhouette window from Police yeah. Academy Five. <laughs> yeah. Did you hear the "Oh hi, Mark" in the background? <laughs> that thing oh (laughs) Jesus that thing with when he kept fucking up the line with the um, you're tearing me apart that's in the the disaster artist right no I think you might be thinking of when he throws the bottle and he says oh hi Mark but he kept having to do that line yeah, over and over again. Yeah, that, that, well, the the water bottle, that was Greg's idea. He told him to do that because he needed him to focus on something. Mm. Um, But in the, I, th- I think it is in the movie. Bec- when he, because he kept saying, you're taking me apart. Oh, really? <laughs> and there, there are, uh, I only saw it the once. There are several, several takes of him going, you're taking me apart. And nobody would tell him. Every It was everybody on the crew just was <laughs> hysterically laughing. And then people started shouting out, where's my arm? Somebody took my arm. <laughs> and he didn't get it. Everything had to be explained to him by Greg. Greg was the only person he trusted. And it wasn't until Greg took him aside and said, the line is, you're tearing me apart, not you're taking me apart. Oh. <laughs> Are they still friends? Yeah. Mm. Oh, and the thing, too, in um, in the movie that I didn't like was um, they go to... That uh, that curve where James Dean died, and um, um, that is where Tommy gets the whole idea idea about making the movie, and then you know, Greg being in it, and Greg's all excited and saying, "Yeah, let's do this." Let's do it. No, that's not the way it happened at all. <laughs> yeah. Um. So, basically, what happened was, um. Tommy disappeared for like a year or something and Greg was doing something else and they didn't see each other for a long time. And then when they finally did see each other, the script was done, but Tommy was all emaciated and he didn't look healthy and Greg thought he was sick. He didn't, he didn't know what happened. Um, and Tommy just said, Oh no, I'm fine. Everything's fine. He wouldn't tell him anything. And, um, so that was the day that he brought him up to the apartment to read this script. And it was in pre-production for months and months and months. And all this time, Greg was supposed to be a line producer. What a line mm. producer is, Greg had no idea. And neither did Tommy. 
but Greg was going to be the line producer. And um, so um, while they were in pre-production, Tommy kept saying, you should do this part. I wrote this part for you because the whole thing was based on um, the talented Mr. Ripley. It was in yes. it inspired him to write the script because and Greg was named after quote unquote Mark Damon. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking idiot. But um Yes, he's like, I wrote this part for you and he he called him Babyface, which I thought was weird. That was one of his pet names for Greg. <laughs> um Okay. Yeah. He used to call him Babyface all the time. And so he kept trying to convince him to do it. Greg was like, no, because he knew this was going to be a dog and pony show, which it did end up being. And um, the only way he was finally able to get to convince Greg to do it was some more money. I don't remember what he if he said how much and a car. Because hmm. his car was on its last leg. So he kind of like did a Betsy Palmer. Yeah. Um, yeah. <laughs> so money in a money car. in a car. But the thing was, he was. Um, they had already cast the Mark character, and Tommy didn't. They really? Tommy didn't want to tell the guy. <laughs> so they shot a bunch of stuff, and then said, and then Tommy said to this guy. The producers, he was always referring to these phantom producers who didn't exist. The producers want to see Greg in more scenes. So we're just going to film these scenes with Mark and just, just for his, um, his, uh, what do you call it role? What do you call it? The, uh, stand in. No. His, um, what's that thing called where, you know, actors have like a, like a bunch of his, uh, his, clips of their work fucking you, like nobody's helping me out <laughs> no it's like um screen test no, yeah well kind of kind of um so yeah he was saying that the, the producers are want mark uh, greg for this other project but they want to see him how he can do this role so blah 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 yeah um but after a while, this other guy caught on, and he just he just <laughs> left. Once he stopped being on the call sheet, I'm guessing. No, they still filmed. <laughs> I'm surprised what? they didn't film all of his role as well as. Yeah. Being there was such like a redundancy of money and. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. Oh my goodness. And um, the guy who played Chris R wasn't an actor either i don't mm. i he think i think he was the boyfriend of or ex-boyfriend of one of the actresses hmm. in the movie and didn't tommy like his arms or something it was just just his physical he liked his yeah like. he liked because they he thought he was um intimidating so yeah. he wanted him for the chris r character and so he did his thing he was only supposed to work for one day and then Tommy decided he needed reshoots. So <laughs> Greg, get him on the phone. And 
so Greg gets him on the phone and he's like, uh, so, so what are you doing? And he's like, I'm just, you know, grocery shopping with my girlfriend. What's going on? Uh, could you come over to the set, uh, for some reshoots, you know, and maybe a different scene? And he's like, oh, well, okay. That sounds like fun. How's, um, tomorrow? No, Tommy wants you here now. Could you get here now? <laughs> um, and he's like, are you serious? Um, no, he wasn't afraid of him, this guy. He was not afraid of him to go fuck himself. But um, mm. I think he had to give him a couple extra dollars or something like that. But and this, So then they reshot the scene for no reason. It was fine. And um, Tommy was making demands that uh, he stay. Um, cause the script was changing and there will be more <laughs> scenes for you later. So the guy pulled him aside and he's like, Greg aside and he's like level with me. Are there really more scenes in the script? And Greg's like, well, I'll be honest with you. There aren't any right now, but Tommy does change his mind a lot. So there's a 50, 50 shot that he might put something for you in the script later. But as of now, no. And he was like, all right, bye. And left. <laughs> oh, and another thing too. <laughs> this is funny. He fucked up. Uh, the guy fucked up his, his boots. He had brand new boots. And um, they got all scuffed and fucked up when they were doing the stunts. So he uh, had to buy new boots and he gave Tommy a bill for them. <laughs> pay for my boots. Oh boy. And Tommy didn't want to pay. His Whenever anybody asked him for anything was, I'm not the Santa Claus. <laughs> um, you pay for your own boots. And the guy put him in his place. He was like, man up and pay for my boots. Fine, my God. <laughs> and he wrote him a check. Jeez. What an asshat. <laughs> and who is this guy? <laughs> he replaced he replaced an actor who could only be on the set for a certain amount of time, but because of how long the sh- the set went, mm-hmm. the actor had to leave and this guy just replaced yeah. him. Yeah. I think that's right. <laughs> so he plays a character that we should already know, but because a different actor, we don't. Yeah, and I think Greg... Well, I think he got given a different name, though. No, I don't like, think so, he did. It's not I don't like think a he soap did. <laughs> I think that was the suggestion. I think Greg said, why don't you just call him something else? And Tommy was like, no. <laughs> what I keep thinking about is why he gave Chris... The initial R at the end. There's no explanation for it. <laughs> yeah, it's just... Chris dash R. And that was be- just because that was what he thought, like, you know, a drug dealer's name would look like. Yeah. That That's basically <laughs> oh, it. Like Jay-Z. Jay-Z, but yeah, basically. Isn't this a scene where they like get into a big brawl and then they're everything's fine in like ten seconds? Or did that happen already? No, I think you're right. Yes. 
<laughs> yeah, the one guy tries to kill him. Yeah. <laughs> You're not going to apologize that quickly. The other guy's going to storm out and say, fuck you, fuck you, and then they're going to talk a couple of days and then things will be fine. God, that's a horrible green screen. Yeah. <laughs> And if I can see it. (laughs) (laughs) You heard it here first, folks. Yeah, I have really dark sunglasses on because the screen hurts my eyes. So I I basically (laughs) see white with like moving shapes that I can't really tell where Mm -hmm. they what they are. But I can see still tell it's a really shitty green screen. Yeah. (laughs) And that's saying well, it's something. A, it's a really foggy San Francisco. Mm. Yeah, and San Francisco is only that foggy like in the early hours of the morning. Nice church. Oh, hi, Danny. I was actually wondering if that was the church from Sister Act, but... (laughs) 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 Um, This is probably going to be highly inappropriate, but... (laughs) I... (laughs) I've I've read the book I've read the book several times and every time he talks about the scene where they're in their tuxedos and they're what are they playing soccer or they're playing soccer or football I think they're playing football football Football, or just catch and he didn't know how to catch a football Tommy of course but it just it always 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 makes me think about this scene that was um from a porno movie where <laughs> where um the uh the the groom and the brother-in-law are in tuxes and they're like uh off talking where you know other people aren't and mm-hmm. you know in the rectory yeah <laughs> well not yet but um <laughs> It it does go. But it does go. That's it, that's where things go. Yeah. <laughs> and did yeah, they the toss each other the they... ball? Sorry. No, there's no ball. I just I just always make me think of it because it's it's two guys doing things that you don't traditionally see them doing while they're wearing tuxedos. <laughs> That's what's hot about yeah. it. <laughs> well, in the porno movie, yeah. Not so much in the room. Yeah, seriously, and we have no idea what took place. Like, was somebody getting married? Yeah. Mm. Yeah. Because now they're like, out tuxes. Yeah. Yeah, there's literally just that one scene and two shots. I, and Mark's tuxedo was hanging off of him. 
Like you couldn't get this oh, thing fitted. Um <laughs> yeah, no, the, the the there's a there's the party that's the end of the movie, right? It's the birthday party. Mm. Tony should know this cuz he sees it every weekend apparently. <laughs> <laughs> or but yeah, he, and then he's I've three seen it maybe in. four times. He says not- <laughs> Lisa's pregnant. That's the last scene, right? I don't. I sure. I think so. God, he looks so much better with the beard. Mm. But yeah, if he cut the hair, that would certainly help. Yeah, right, <laughs> right. Cut the hair, keep the beard. Yes. Like it's almost um, I don't know, Princess Diana. <laughs> it's far too wavy. Real. That's the word I was looking for. For his uh his real. Um, oh, okay. Oh. But um. R e e l. Gotcha. What um another thing I thought of that because there's an there's an addendum to the full moon thing. Because Full Moon knew that Greg was uh getting his uh his uh acting career started, they put together an acting reel for him and they gave him a bunch of VHS tapes. So they were really nice. And um Tommy of course had to have one and it was like a minute and eighteen seconds. And Tommy watched it over and over and over again. <laughs> and he would call Greg Creepy. on the phone and say, and I'm watching it again. <laughs> That's so freaking creepy. Oh, I, got, I forgot the best part. <laughs> what? No. Because Retro Puppet Master is supposed to be a prequel, you know, they're all wearing, you know, clothing of the century whatever century that was supposed Mm -hmm. to be and um greg's character is wearing like one of those like the puffy shirt that jerry wore on seinfeld jerry Seinfeld. yeah (laughs) Ah, the The pirate shirt shirt. he was wearing one of those like ruffly shirts and there's a scene where (laughs) and it's in the um in the reel where he goes up the stairs in in a castle holding a candelabra and um tommy kept commenting on it he's like why are you wearing that shirt what's with the candles (laughs) (laughs) and so then it came so how because this movie this was actually a union film i'm pretty sure the full moon movie so i think that's how um or no 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 that's not right um greg got his SAG card doing a Ford commercial. <laughs> and so Tommy was like, how do I get, how I, how do I get into the Screen Actors Guild? And um, Greg was like, well, you got to do a commercial that's national or you have to have a speaking role in a movie or this or this and this and this. And so... What Tommy did was he decided to do a commercial for his quote unquote street fashions line. <laughs> oh dear. And in the commercial, he's wearing a puffy shirt 
holding a candelabra and coming down a stone staircase. Oh my goodness. <laughs> and when he comes down the stairs, he says in his thick accent, to be or not to be, that is the question. Street fashions. Oh. And Greg watched this and he's like, does he know that the question is, Hamill is trying to decide whether or not to kill himself. <laughs> That's what that line is supposed to mean. But I, I think he was too afraid to tell Tommy. But mm. that got Tommy his SAG card. Uh, I don't even know what to say to that. <laughs> he bought it, that line could have worked if it was a stationary store. He bought his way into SAG. I basically just ruined the book for the both of you because I told you all the best <laughs> parts. But I do still highly recommend that you check it out. It's a very, very entertaining book. Yeah, yeah, I'll check it out. Now they're back in the tuxedos and they're playing... The football? No, no, no. They they're just in uh, sports clothes. Oh, yeah. They were just at the park. Was that filmed at San Francisco? That that was one of the few scenes, but I could be wrong. Um. Oh, yeah, I thought I cut out. <laughs> yeah, I think it, yeah, I think there was like a rooftop scene and then that scene. That was those are the only ones that were actually filmed in San Francisco. Because I actually only watched the Disaster Artist once, just because I I don't <laughs> I know this is going to sound weird. I don't actually like. Uh, that a lot of the film sort of made fun of the movie. I wish that that sort of played a bit more straighter. And my favourite part of The Disaster Artist was actually just the ending where, you show, where it showed the scene side by side. <laughs> There's a post-credits scene too, and that's the scene that Tommy Wiseau is actually in. And okay. it's it's James Franco dressed as Tommy Wiseau in in character and they have some kind of interaction. I don't know. I don't remember what it was. But um, it was a completely unnecessary scene that was put in the movie specifically because Tommy Wiseau said he had to be in the movie if it was going to be... Yeah. If they were going to do this. Because so... So that was the way just to shut up. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> that's what they did with um that's what they did with a certain um person with orange hair who was in a very um powerful position oh. in the United States for a period of 4 years. Wasn't it any time they filmed in his hotel he had to be in it? Yeah. And they would just cut him out. They would We are talking about best western, right? Mhm. <laughs> yeah, they would they would always film his scenes just to shut him up and then they would cut him out. 
You need a bleach your eyebrows. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you're not fooling anybody, honey. <laughs> what is this, early 90s? Does <laughs> she have red hair? No, she's blonde. Blonde. We'll call no, her, Lisa, Lisa. Eyebrow. We'll call her her eyebrows. Her eyebrows are like dark brown. Mm. Mm. Well, I don't mind that look. I don't like red hair with dark, with like brown eyebrows. I think that looks weird. <laughs> I remember seeing Alyssa Milano in a TV movie and she had red hair and brown eyebrows. And as beautiful as she is, the look was not working at all. <laughs> mm. Why are you taking out groceries in the living room? <laughs> because that's what people do <laughs> in Tommy Wiseau world. Who does that? <laughs> and saying one line per <laughs> removal. like. And this is how girls behave with each other in Tommy Wiseau world. <laughs> uh, yes. She's a witch a on a broomstick, yes. <laughs> oh, we're in San Francisco. <laughs> Oh god, they're still running. <laughs> oh, they're gonna tumble on top of each other and start making out. I'm surprised they didn't have to reshoot that to have Tommy come first. Hmm. There is definite there there well Greg <laughs> Had he didn't like you know say it like to the point where it's like all right I get it, but Greg is definitely straight, but he definitely felt some gay vibes coming from Tommy, and the first night that he lived in the apartment that Tommy owned he had to sleep in the um in the living room with no pillow he had he was he had a stack of magazines old magazines for a pillow and a sheet and Tommy was in the bedroom and Tommy had a chin-up bar in the doorway and he was always doing chin-ups and using his gravity boots so on the first night, he did his chin-ups and was making a whole bunch of noise. And he left the door ajar. Then he took a shower. And then he went into the room and left the door ajar. Do you need anything? No, I'm fine. He went into the room. Greg heard him, like, moving around in the bed and, like, punching his pillow. And then, out of nowhere, Tommy goes, Somebody's chicken. <laughs> and that was that. Maybe he was coming onto the pillow. <laughs> Although I could, I could imagine uh, secret security surveillance cameras in that whole apartment. <laughs> I would that that yeah that actually makes a lot of sense. <laughs> Jeez, cynical much? Like Tina Tun Turner's mother. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you should be happy, Bill. 
Do you believe that she's only just now getting into the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame? What kind of bullshit is that? Mm. Who, Tina Turner? Yeah. Really? Yes. I thought she would have been in there long ago. She was in there with Ike, I think. But this is the first time uh, that yeah. she's she's in by herself as a solo artist. Yeah. Wow. Okay, that place is carpet. Why are you sweeping? <laughs> mm. <laughs> yes, that has been bugging me for quite a minute now. <laughs> I don't know why you're laughing. This is terrifying. <laughs> I know. She's if you don't laugh, hours and hours of work for herself. <laughs> when she could just get a vacuum. This is one of the most frightful experiences of my entire life. I, I'm not going to be able to sleep can... tonight. <laughs> Surprise! <laughs> and they have balloons right by the door. <laughs> now, Tony, you have been to some some interactive screenings. Mm-hmm. When do they throw the spoons? A lot of times, because uh, I think the room is decorated with pictures yeah. of spoons. Yeah, like, yeah. But w <laughs> when do they throw them? Whenever anyone wants to. Oh. Someone will just share that spoon um, <laughs> and like, everyone just throws the spoons. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's yeah. That that was in that's in they're, the book. They're plastic spoons. They're not. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, because it was the um, it was the 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 stock photo that the frames came with that they yes, used in yeah. in the kitchen, and everybody was like, "Why don't you just put an actual picture in there?" And Tom, no, it's fine. <laughs> Such a weirdo. And there's another because I think. Um, Greg goes over all of the rituals in the book, and I know that there's another. Yeah, yeah. I know that there's another one. I think it's toward the end of the movie where, when they were filming, he looks down into the corner of the screen and like motions at something, and I think he was he forgot his blocking or something, and his hand is out. And so people rush up to that side of the screen and jump up to give him a high five. <laughs> God. <laughs> I don't remember that one, but I know that whenever um, Lisa's mom touches her nose, because she kisses her by kissing her finger and then touching her nose, like people shout out something like, um, I put the evil inside of you or something. Like mm. And whenever someone new comes in, you're supposed to yell, who the fuck are you? <laughs> <laughs> I could get down with that. You know, there's a computer game too for this. <laughs> really? Yeah. No. <laughs> what do you do no, in the game? You're lying. I don't remember. They talk. It talk. They talk about it in the book. But there, there are some really fanatical people who are really fanatical about this movie, and they. <laughs> They made a computer game. There's oh probably goodness. probably the same people who made the computer game out of Troll Two. Mm -hmm. Gosh, has uh, got some balls. 
The only thing I remember about that one is um, you you um, throw bologna and cheese sandwiches at the trolls because that's for some reason what they eat all the time in the movie. I would hate to be the cleaner at that cinema. No shit. Okay, isn't he around like somewhere? I know. Out of the couch? There's like a party going on. Why are you doing this? Why and don't you finish crimping your hair? <laughs> See, yeah, this is what? a new guy. <laughs> yeah is this supposed to be the same guy as the last guy that they switched out (laughs) i think do you know how hard it was for greg to say that leave your stupid comments in your pocket line (laughs) i'm guessing very Very difficult difficult. was and tommy (laughs) forced him to say it yes yeah yeah greg was like no this is not a cliche. People don't say this. <laughs> and Tommy's like, it's in the script. You say it. Mm. But people don't talk people like this. People don't talk like this. No. It's 2002. Like, Come on. <laughs> like coming, coming from a, from, from a foreign background myself, I do hear a lot of his dialogue is very, um, someone has written it in another language and then translated it in their own head into English. Mm-hmm. Like I could imagine a lot of it might make sense in Czechoslovakian or something. Yeah, I thought <laughs> yeah. he might be Czech. I don't, but it's not. It's probably from Montreal. No, no, right? He's definitely not from North America. I would have thought like some kind of Italian. No, 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 but, no, you know, no. I, Italian I, is not French. It's like Czech. Eastern European. Yeah, yeah, like Budapest or something. <laughs> I, I hope not Croatia, but. <laughs> oh, man. Could you imagine if this is what you had, you know, to represent your people? <laughs> We've got a few Croats in the, in the industry. Oh, name me a famous Croat. It, not, it's not um, Alfonso um, Ribeiro. He's, um, he's Haitian, isn't no. he? I think so. so. Give me a famous, um, you said a Croat? Oh. That's what you call? Uh, Goran Viznik from ER. <laughs> and he, he played um, Nicole Kidman's lover in Practical Magic. Oh, oh that movie was terrible. Was hot. Oh, I love that movie. I like that movie. Oh. <laughs> That was the tough. So many people I knew had typed that from TV. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, I bought it when it came out on video. I actually still have that VHS. Oh, I bought it on DVD, and that's sort of like a. And even the lady that sold it to me said, "Oh, I typed that from town." (laughs) She takes it what? That she taped it from the TV. (laughs) Oh, she taped it. (laughs) What is wrong with you people? We're, oh, it's we are sweet. just that gay, Brandon. <laughs> I think it's one of the most yeah, forgettable. I'm, I like Sandra Bullock and Nicole Kidman. Forgettable you know, movies of, a, of that era. <laughs> I actually saw that in theaters. <laughs> oh, okay. 
I remember all I remember about that movie was that it came out around the same time Stepmom did. Uh, I saw that in cinemas and regretted it. <laughs> I didn't know. I didn't think it was very good. Oh, that's a good movie. I thought everybody. That's one that'll make you cry. I hated that little fucking girl. I just wanted to belt her in the mouth. <laughs> she was such a brat. <laughs> Well, I mean, when you're a preteen, you got this new mom placing your old mom. Yeah, you're going to be. And her bitchy. eyebrows were ridiculous. <laughs> um, That's what did it, huh? The eyebrows. Yeah. But other than that, you know, Susan Sarandon's always great and everything. And... Yeah, yeah. But... Well, I think for me, it was around the time when I felt that comedy is all like it, that was a dramedy. Mm-hmm. We're just yeah. a bit too long. Yeah. Well, that Judd Apatow changed that. He made <laughs> comedies even longer, uh, which is a, a big mistake. In, like, if you listen to the Coen Brothers, they reckon uh, comedy should only be a certain like. And John Waters reckons the same thing. John Waters says that he doesn't believe any movie should be longer than ninety minutes. Most, yeah. Although apparently the new Ari Aster movie is going to be four hours. <laughs> oh, I didn't even know he was working on a new one. But I don't think it's going to be a horror. Oh. It looks like it's going to sort of be a... Um, well, hopefully it's got some creepier moments, but apparently it's like an epic... Uh, oh. I don't want to say drama, but like looking at it like a... Kind of like the aviator. Oh. Uh, I mean, I don't mind. Personally, I don't mind movies that are two hours as long as there's a good story behind it. Yeah. Oh, God. When I was growing up, Showgirls used to zip by <laughs> all two hours, 11 minutes. It was like... That movie's That's because you passed hours? out. <laughs> two hours, 11 minutes. I could kill in a minute and a half with that movie. I was so mm-hmm. into it. Except for the rape. Then I was mildly traumatized for a few <laughs> and then I would recover, and then it's back to the bad acting and the camp. Oh God, I, I you, I wish that movie would have been successful at its time, so that they would have went ahead with the sequel that was already written. By the way, <laughs> oh my goodness. I'll give it time. Hollywood's running out of ideas. Yeah, because the movie ends mm. with her going to Los Angeles, and the sequel was going to be her yeah. in Hollywood. Well, I, I could see it being remade as a as a miniseries, at le- or a series at the least. Right. Well, for what um, platform? I don't think Netflix. HBO. <laughs> <laughs> well, with what Netflix has put out recently, I wouldn't put it past them. Oh. But, I mean... Mm. See, when you try to make a movie like that, a movie that's so bad it's good, it doesn't it doesn't work. <laughs> Every time Who is that your puppy? <laughs> yeah. She, she takes no. after his his partner. Um Yeah, sorry. <laughs> no, that's a snores like a man. She doesn't like the movie. <laughs> you would never know that she's a dainty little girl. Um but yeah, every time that, because it, because it, you do see it, there are a few out there where it's like they intentionally tried to make a bad movie, and it it, it mm. just didn't it didn't work. 
but every time oh, yeah, I, don't like think that, I don't think they should remake it with that intention mm. of the well then what would be the point try oh. to make showgirls good yeah let's say that mm. maybe somewhat tolerable oh it's very tolerable how dare you <laughs> more than tolerable <laughs> although I could have dealt with some male nudity thank you with all the beef I had mm-hmm. to stare at for two hours 11 minutes right I wouldn't have even could do show boys yeah I mean Kyle McLaughlin doesn't do anything for me but I wouldn't have minded if he'd like showed something I mean give something for the gays nude? In like uh, any of the David Lynch stuff? I don't know. I just know that you see his ass in showgirls during the pool when they have sex in the pool. Um, (laughs) I don't know. I I haven't really seen that many David Lynch movies. I've seen a couple. (laughs) They're just weird. Mm. They're just really weird. And and I mean that in a good way, you know, because they stick with you. It's like you and know again, you and again, I've joined that cult. Well, <laughs> I just saw Blue Velvet for the first time not that long ago, and I did not know that toward the end of Clerks, when Jay says, "I'll fuck anything that moves," that was Dennis Hopper's <laughs> line in, in Blue Velvet. Like, yeah, she wasn't exactly trying to hide that she was cheating, dude. Yeah, the whole the whole thing that Greg was trying to get through to Tommy, it, it wasn't sinking in, was you saw the whole thing. What is the tape for? Why do you need proof when you saw it? You were there. Right. Maybe it's because that's the type of liar Tommy is. Is that even if you see it, you need the actual proof to then show it to him anyway? <laughs> well, I see it, but I don't believe it. <laughs> well, that he was on that spiral staircase the whole time it was happening. He could have just come down and be like, um, guess what, bitch? <laughs> <laughs> Get out was, of my life. He was too busy beating it off. <laughs> oh, I think he was too busy, you know, planning his next close up. <laughs> <laughs> Oh. <laughs> ah. Just destroyed the evidence. <laughs> it took you long enough. All right, boys, here comes the truly terrifying moment. <laughs> Didn't she already walk out the door? Yes, yelling And at he's him. saying, get out, get out. And she's already gone. I'm gone, you dick. That would have been funny if she poked her head back in and went, I already left, idiot. <laughs> <laughs> I cannot tell you how badly everybody was laughing at him when they were filming these 
breakdown, emotional breakdown scenes. <laughs> it's so believable. He thought... It's got tears and everything. <laughs> he thought he was fucking Olivier in these scenes. Oh, not the telly. Oh. Yeah, seriously. Well, at least he... And that thing is heavy as hell. He's going to have to watch his own movie. But, um... <laughs> yeah, and there's some thing about in the script that he, like... I don't know if it's in the movie. But there's some thing in the script about... That Greg didn't understand. Where he gets, like, a, a, a piece of metal that's under a chair that he breaks. And he uses it to pry open the box that the gun is locked in. And I think that was what it was. Was that it? I just heard a, a metal clamor. No, no, he's uh... no, he's he's destroying the room. Yeah, not the room. The, the titular been, been room. Roll credits. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and he said they said the first time they shot. Uh, yeah, they shot. They filmed the. Uh, the gunshot, the blood spray, it looked like... Yeah, fuck that dress. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that, there's that. Um, but when they shot the um, the suicide scene, the blood, it he Greg said it looked just like somebody stepped on a, a ketchup packet, the way it sprayed against the fireplace. <laughs> Yeah, I forgot about the fucking the dress fucking scene. I don't know what that is supposed to be. Oh. You weakling. I will say, though, that flashback of her saying goodnight, Johnny, right before he pulled the trigger, that wasn't bad. That was kind of eerie. <laughs> this could be like episode 14 of 13 Reasons Why. <laughs> because he shot himself in the head, lady. You checked us both. <laughs> Why is he dead? I guess they missed oh, the fact that breathing? half his face is gone. Or <laughs> oh, he <laughs> went. He went. Oh, God, they should do a remake of this with all drag queens. But something tells me they already did. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> they, I, I, and I want a woman playing Tommy. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> that would be awesome. <laughs> Jeez, dude, you played your part in this, too. <laughs> oh Jesus <laughs> 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 
It's not right. No, no, it's not. Yeah. It's it's so <laughs> not right. None of this is right. Yes, more of the fact that we're all sitting here watching it. That's not right. <laughs> well, either. it's Halloween. I know. I it's know. a time for really if loving this is wrong. <laughs> mm. Mm. It looks like a young God, I forget his name now. Um Pepper from Modern Family. Who? I don't oh, know. he played a Robin Williams partner in The Birdcage. Oh, oh Nathan Lane. <laughs> yeah, he does. Yeah, I could see that. There is a strong resemblance there. <laughs> Sorry, Tommy, you're never going to be taken seriously. <laughs> Didn't he want the ending to be that he's a vampire? Yes! <laughs> oh my god, seriously? No. <laughs> you didn't know about that? No, this is the first time hearing of it. Yeah. <laughs> that he sort of like <laughs> carries on. Yeah, he said he, well, I don't know if he was, if he was necessarily serious about it, um, but it was an idea that he was throwing shopping around to people to get their opinion um <laughs> but it he was going to drive his car off of the roof and fly <laughs> off into the night <laughs> and like it's fucking grease yeah and it was going to be the twist the big twist was going to be that he was a vampire the whole time oh my god in broad daylight no, I think it was supposed to be at night. Yes. Was it daylight? I don't know. Oh, no. Well, the whole thing, a lot of it's well, set during the day. A lot of it's daytime, yeah. Bravo. <laughs> Bravo. Bravo. That is some fine theater work this right there. Encore. It's even more terrifying than I remember. <laughs> God. Jesus Christ. So now you got to experience it the whole way through. Yeah. Do you have a new appreciation for it? <laughs> Is this your jam right here, Tony? No, it's the one that goes, you are my... Oh, yeah, it is the one. <laughs> yeah, she's saying a rose or something. You are my rose, you are my rose, whoa, whoa, whoa. <laughs> oh, my Tommy God. Wrote the song. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god listen to that one in the background oh like <laughs> <laughs> this is like some en vogue shit right here mm. free your mind <laughs> And I, I've never found the song unattached to this movie. Like, <laughs> I don't think I could find it on Spotify or anything. No, you wouldn't. All this is this <laughs> stuff was. They probably found like people who are so starving <laughs> that they would have sold their music to just about anybody. I think I think Greg does talk about where they found the music in the book, but I don't remember. <laughs> Back in the. In the early aughts, well, though, there used to be a website called mp3.com, and Full Moon and 
a couple of their other of their subsidiary companies they used to get their music from there because um people just used to put their own stuff up and oh, yeah, yeah. you could they would sell it for, either, either you could they would sell it or they, you could just use it if it was on mp3.com hmm. i think i remember that <clears throat> oh god now so yeah. i enjoyed that experience <laughs> <laughs> that was a good watch it's a lot more fun with with folks to do commentary with it <laughs> yes i i don't <laughs> think I I think I just dropped the mic because there will never be an episode more terrifying than <laughs> this one. I don't think there will ever be seen a movie more frightening than this one. You heard it here first, kids. Watch this well, movie. You're going to be awake all night. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. We tend to watch movies mm-hmm. where the director butchers mm-hmm. women, whereas in this one he just butchered the film. Yeah. Jesus Christ. That's the real terror. <laughs> oh my God. You know what I'm really surprises me is that he never, or at least to my knowledge, attempted to do a sequel. <laughs> yeah, but how, how, where would the sequel have gone? Oh, I don't know, but I'm sure he would have figured it out. I'm sure he probably would have found some way to bring his character back. I mean, I think yeah, he geez. really could have taken it to off Broadway. <laughs> well, it's all set in one room. <laughs> that was that was the idea at first. It was it was first going to be a play, and but then he thought it was too <laughs> cinematic. It had to be a feature. <laughs> oh Christ! I don't know. I have I have no words. <laughs> I, Me neither. I Except I want that hour and forty minutes of my life back again. If you could turn back time, mm. exactly. I want <laughs> I want Tony to see more of that rose, oh. that roses song. <laughs> I think we've been ruined enough by the movie. <laughs> oh come on, we'll do a virtual karaoke. Oh, you are my ro 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 rose. <laughs> well, is everybody ready to to wrap things up? Maybe get some candy yes i've got some turkish delight oh indeed i think there's trick-or-treaters on the way mm-hmm. <laughs> mm. yeah. oh no i wouldn't <laughs> i've kept the turkish delight to myself because nobody else likes it but i don't mind oh i thought you were quoting the um i thought you were quoting the lion the show. witch in the wardrobe no i thought you were quoting oh, the Madonna song. no, <laughs> <laughs> no. <laughs> suddenly just ripping that out of my ass no <laughs> oh Oh, I want to ask this before we go. What is mm. your favorite Halloween candy? Uh, Snickers. <laughs> I'm going to be very Aussie and say strawberry Frodo frogs. I don't even know what the fuck that is. Yeah, so <laughs> you just fancy. have to take my word for it. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, they're chocolate and frogs, and they've got like a stuffing of strawberry inside of it. Oh, I think, I think that's what. What's in? Is isn't is that caramel in it? Oh, that's a uh, oh god, uh, car- uh, caramel koala. That's a, a similar thing. Mm. 
know, it was either that one or the one that you just said, one of those, um, that I told you, um, my friend Liz, uh, had the, her husband liked them and yeah, they weren't yeah. expecting a lot of trick-or-treaters that year. So they just bought a bunch of those and just in case, and oh, okay. they gave out like two and yeah. ended up eating the rest. Yeah. Oh, well, like every other year, we haven't had any trick-or-treaters. It's not really that big, and I think because we're the gay couple, <laughs> the kids don't really pop by. Oh, that, that's the but scary I remember, house. Um, You're the yeah. scary house. <laughs> but um, one year, like, because in, in high school, we had to sell chocolates, like, to uh, fundraise. And one year, uh, I had a big box of um, the caramella koalas, and my family just ate it all, so... <laughs> You had to do that, or was it voluntary? No, we. I think we sort of had to. Oh, get the fuck like, out of here! We're all given a box. I would not. Oh, oh no! They used to try to get us to sell candy. They not in high school, in middle school, yeah, in elementary school, definitely. And I didn't give a yeah. fuck because we didn't get anything out of it. We got maybe like. A fucking like fiberglass trophy or something. If we sold the most candy, yeah, we got some but some gift or food. There, a certain amount. Yeah, there was this family who lived um, down the block, and they always had, they were overachievers, and they always had to be the best at everything. They had to have every time they got a trophy and like some kind of sporting event, it was in the front and center in their window, and. Of course, they would be out in the bitter cold every fucking year going door to door to door to door selling candy. And a lot for Easter, too, a lot of it was Jesus-y stuff, like crucifixes. <laughs> I don't even know if they would get away with that anymore. Do you think? Yeah. yeah. Do you think? Because, like, people would Was it edible mad. Jesuses? Well, it would be like, you know, um, um, uh, Christ on the cross. Chocolate. Yeah, but could you eat yeah, it? Yeah, probably not. Oh, really? Yeah, you could eat it. It's chocolate. No, 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 no. Like that, that we, we don't have anything like that. Uh, we just have the eggs, the Easter eggs. <laughs> yeah, yeah. We had eggs, eggs, but it was mostly, it was mostly like crucifixes. I remember. <laughs> chocolate crucifixes? That just seems wrong, even for back yeah. then. Yeah. And even how, uh, well, eating back it would then, seem sacrilegious on a religious. How <laughs> level. old do you think yeah. I am? Jesus Christ. Back then. <laughs> Tommy was ours. <laughs> oh, God. Well, we'll keep that a mystery, Brandon. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Well, it just, you know, because I know everybody's clamoring to know. Nobody even asked me. Um, my, oh, well, your big birthday's coming up soon. Shut up. It passed already. It's Halloween, <laughs> <Really>? remember? <laughs> um. Uh, Fucking my favorite Halloween candy is Gittles. Gilt? Gittles. Really? Yeah. <laughs> oh, okay. Taste the rainbow? I like the berry ones. Mm. Yeah, those are good. Somebody has something that they want I... to say down there? Well, I used to prefer M&M's to Skittles because the Skittles would get caught in my teeth. Yeah. Um. Oh Jesus! <laughs> it's very cute. All right, <laughs> we've had enough hor- uh, Halloween horrors for tonight. I don't want her to transform into something ghastly. 
because that's what it, that's what it sounds like is happening. We're she's metamorphosizing. Oh, oh. well, you know, it is her time of the month. <laughs> oh. oh, really? Oh. <laughs> no, get your, you didn't get, get your her uterus clipped or whatever the fuck they do. Well, of course I did. They, I got her that way. Oh. <laughs> oh yeah, 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 yeah. We have to desex our animals here, and and. Uh, the two that I have are brother and sister, so it wouldn't be very good if I didn't. <laughs> you know, you know what I heard. Fun fact: a lot of people don't know this, but in Sweden, it's a law. If you're going to adopt a cat, you have to adopt two. Oh, really? Because mm-hmm. huh. they they why so they could have some a friend. Aw, yeah. Well, that's mm-hmm. nice. I thought so. I mean, it's oh. weird that it's a, that it's a law, but you know. Well, nice. if it takes a law for people to do something nice, then so be it. It's not a very nice place. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no, I could imagine that more with dogs, but with cats, they're very I might independent. Get emails from Swedish people yeah. being like, "What the fuck are you talking about? We don't do anything." <laughs> <laughs> Where are you getting the information? Exactly, Liza Minnelli lies. <laughs> yeah, but I did no, I did hear that. Um, I don't remember where, but it wasn't from your sister, was it? <laughs> Swedish. I'm sure Swedish cats are beautiful too, because everybody in Sweden is beautiful. Oh, they're probably very furry. Probably and blonde with blue eyes. I'm talking about the cats. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, so is he. <laughs> <laughs> All right, now everybody thinks they're George Carlin. Okay, they're, they're working on their five minutes, so I'm going to wrap it up before somebody tries to steal my oh, show. Pussy hey. willows. <laughs> you get three people in a virtual room. Yeah, stuff's going to fly. All right. We had to watch Tommy's ass. Oh, my God. Yeah. Poor, well, did you actually see some beehole? Oh, well, he doesn't stretch his hole. Well, no, I know that, but I thought I thought there you do see some hole. No, no, I know you. you I mean, I didn't. You I didn't definitely focus see in that hard. You definitely it. see the sack. I mean, and I don't think we want to look that hard either. Mm, yeah, maybe in Blu-ray you can see it. <laughs> the hole that it reminds me of a, a show. Uh, dimples are fine when they're, when they're on your face. <laughs> oh. No, because I remember anyway. I remember James Franco talking about that when he was on Howard Stern to promote the Disaster Artist. Um, he said he noticed it when he saw the room, and Howard Stern was like, you know, because uh, you're so authentic and you want the movie to be, you know, as uh, as authentic as possible. Did you show yours? And he was like, oh yeah. Well, I don't think he did. Okay. I know he showed his ass. Mm. Yeah, I wasn't looking too hard for any hole. Mm. So, oh, you don't like that view? I think I'll just not on him. Not Tommy's. <laughs> mm. On that note, <laughs> <laughs> yes, I feel like we're going down a hole. Yeah, we're definitely going down a hole. I'm just going to stop talking. <laughs> Well, this has been the Blind Rage Podcast Homo Halloween Spooktacular. And I want to thank James for being with me and Marnie and her big mouth. It was mouth. a pleasure. Um, and Tony. This was a lot Trick of... Trick or treat, motherfucker. <laughs> there you go. You said it the right way.
Okay. And happy Halloween, everybody. Unpleasant dreams.